imagine just like having a pure like full on just get like the watch program to do a podcast? <sighs> do you think that would be a good seller or a not? I mean, like just real realistically thinking, do you think there'd be enough people to be like, oh my god, you dude, you gotta check into this? Because I feel you'd have two types of audiences. You would have the guy be like, dude, check out these fucking retards, <laughs> and then someone would be like, oh, it's really great that they're getting together and doing their own thing. I think you have two people. I think you definitely have those two camps. I think we really have middle grounds. No, like, I don't think there'd be a middle ground because the middle ground people wouldn't want to listen to it. I think it's one of those things. I mean, I bet if you look long enough, you probably could find something. I mean, that's just a little spitball thing you just had right there. But I, I bet if you went on it, I bet it's what would you type in in the search browser? That's the thing I want to know. So, like, look, look, it's all for a good cause. It's going for. You know, to help out, you know, Special Olympics and all that. But we had to use some tags that would get people there in the first place. Yeah, exactly. You know, one of those things. But I don't know why that came up and I started thinking about that. But <laughs> Yeah, no, that would cause... I think it's one of those things that would probably do... You know, I really don't know. I, I bet if you looked, you could find it. But the thing is, I could see... I mean... It's really, I don't really see a middle ground on that. I see it being one of those things that either, oh, you know what? It's actually really cool because it gives you an inside from another perspective and it's really, or you get the thing where it's just like, you know what? We thought we were doing something good, but it's just almost kind of like putting them out there and the internet is just full of shitty people. So it's almost just, you know. It's asking for trouble. It's like, we didn't realize it would instantly turn to a drinking game, but. <laughs> Apparently, this podcast is very popular in bars. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, just it's, it's, more, it's more like one of those ideas. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, but it, it is sort of asking. It's, it's that kind of thing. When you put that out on French Street, you, you're just literally asking. There's just going to be that guy or gal who's just going to be like, oh, shit, I can start chucking rocks for free now? Hell Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean no matter what Dude, anonymously yeah yeah anonymously too yeah they, they literally give us like these black coats we can wear and we can throw rocks from a distance and they don't know who it is perfect you could definitely yeah I think it's one of those things but every so often I mean maybe that's not an example but every so often people try and do something where they'll try and make somewhat something for a group and it feels like, look, it's for you. Relate to it. And it just almost seems more offensive. We, we brought about this before, but there is like, um, there was a, God, what was it? I remember this, it was, uh, there is that, I never saw the show, but I remember the whole concept is, of the show was, we're fat and we're happy. Huge on ABC Family. <laughs> that was the concept of the show. Some fat kids got tired of being made fun of and like, I like me for being who I am. And they started the Fat Kid Club. And that was, I never saw the show, but I never saw it renewed for another season either. So, Well, that was like, we were literally at Angelina's house. I know this doesn't speak to anybody who has any idea what's going on, but she was like, you got it. She's like, there was a show on BBC or whatever, and it's just like where they dissect a fat person. It's like, what? Fucking throw that shit on. Let's eat some monkey bread and watch this. (laughs) 
And um, it literally was. They were like, at first there was these people kind of like, they're talking, they have like close shots of them. So it's almost like, you can't see their fat, you just see their face. And they were talking, it's just like, hi, I'm Bob, I'm fat, and everything like that. And be like, hi, I'm Stacy, I'm super fat. <laughs> and then there was one guy on there, I'm like, dude, you are not fucking fat. You're maybe like slightly husky. Like, you have never been to the South. You, you know, you're in England, you think you're fat, but you're not fat. <laughs> There's that whole breed of like deep south fat, like rascal scooters, front row seat, and like an unofficial wrestling tournament fat. As well, if you're California fat and you go to the south, you are now considered athletic. Shit, if you're like, there, well, there's also California, there's like California, like, alright, let me put it this way. There's California fat, which you seem kind of relatively, um, how do I put this? There's like big city California uh-huh. skinny which is like, that's most people in shape. That's like Los Angeles. That's San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So when I moved here, I was like, oh, you know, I'm in decent shape. Then I came here. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not in decent shape. Look at all these fuckers. <laughs> They're doing like yoga for breakfast and doing like liposuctions for lunch. Exactly. But then I go back to then I go back to Sonora like, oh, fuck, I'm a catch. <laughs> well it's like in the south like when you found when you go in the gym there'd be all these like fucking jack dudes and girls and all that stuff and then you go outside the gym you're like where the fuck do they go they just like disappear like walk into like another dimension and then you don't see them anymore because you did not see an athletic person whatsoever on the street i couldn't figure that one out there's just like a, like a firefighter like pole they slide down like we got our own community underground Ting! yeah exactly well it's funny going back to this bbc show this is like my favorite part is like there was this doctor who was performing the autopsy and he's like, yeah, oh, these people are fat. And really what killed them is like, look at, watch, watch, cut this open. See all this yellow stuff right there just wrapped around the heart? Yeah, heart failure right there. But this guy was fucking one of the fattest guys on the show was this doctor. I mean, we were joking. We're like, dude, his, his fucking belly's up there helping him with the operation here. It's, you know what I mean? He's, cutting, he's just setting shit on it for like, Yeah. I'll save that for later. And his neck's all right down next to my muffin. stuff like that. Like, yeah, these fat fucks, you know. And I just like, does this guy want this kind of guy? He's just like, yeah, I'm so fucking athletically sexy. You know what I mean? God, they wish they were like as good a shape as me. Be like, you see this? Look, look how fat the fucking foot is right there. You know, not like my athletic calves. Oh, yeah, look at that. Flex that muscle. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, does he not know who he is? And like, why would you say, if you knew you were slightly overweight, I don't care who you are. Like, if I was a doctor, you feel like I want to be the most jacked doctor ever. If I'm going to go on a show talking, cutting up a fat person and talking about why they died because they were fat. If I am slightly overweight, I feel like I'm not the guy for the, uh, for the position. Sorry, I can't. <laughs> who am I to speak on this? Well, I feel like it's one of those things like, yeah, look, I may be fucking fat, but how many of these fat fucks have a PhD? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's something I got over on them. Yeah, cut me open. See how much fat you can find. PhD, you know, it just burns away fat. It's a, it's a secret, it's, you know? Just, <laughs> secret of the college community. <laughs> He's like, nurse, scapel. She like reaches into one of his neck folds, pulls it out. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> Forgot it. See, it's not fat. It's just a little extra pockets. Just lifts it up like a muffin rolls out. Like, oh fuck, I was saving that for later. <laughs> but it was just one of those ones. It was just, it was just kind of funny how the show went, and just like you, you just couldn't help but joke and laugh. Which I really feel like this is the start of Old Man Orange podcast, and we just like have either lost or gained two demographics. I'm not too sure. We talked about the special ed podcast, and we talked about a fat show and about a fat guy cutting open fat people, and <laughs> you just couldn't help but laugh. And I'm Randon again, and I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. Yeah, so I guess that's your kind of, you're in, you're out. People probably saw something like, 
a tag for Superman. Like, oh, Superman, that's that gives me hope. That gives me, you know... Dreams. Makes you think everything's going to be okay. And you say, oh, we're all going to die one day. We're all fat. What a special ed had a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what I learned, too, is British people, they say 67% of people are overweight there. But what they consider overweight is nothing compared to, like, the U.S., I think. Oh, yeah. No, there's under... Um, I mean, shit, they had to import a fat person from the U.S., I think, is how they got that body. <laughs> it wasn't even like, well, this one's like, oh, look at this guy. He, he choked on his biscuits and gravy. It's Or not biscuits and gravy, on his. <laughs> That's a guy in the South. Or the guy in Tuolumne County, I'm not too sure. But um, no, they're like, oh, he choked on his crumpets, you know what I mean? No, 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 it's just like they, they literally shipped somebody. I almost want to say from fucking, like, California or something like that. So they found the, one of the random, like, fat people in California. <laughs> You just see a couple of safari guys outside of McDonald's. Oh, there's like, one of them. There he is. <laughs> As we move. Oh, in. oh, I think we got it. He, he's like choking on a fucking like you know breakfast burrito or something. Like, oh, oh, I think this is it. I think this is it. Jonah, we got him. We got him. I'll block off the ambulance. <laughs> the guy goes to the yard. He's like, get the fry gun out. We'll shoot a fry into the back of his throat. An American can't resist a fry. Especially if it's a French fry. It's an ironic thing, really. We haven't been able to figure it out yet, but Americans love to eat their things called French fries, but they hate the French. It's funny how that pans out. <laughs> no, I could just see, like, them bringing the body in, like it's a fucking, like, T-Rex from a helicopter <laughs> from Jurassic Park. What do they got in there? Oh, a guy from California. What? <laughs> I know, exactly. You saw that new Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, I saw it. I saw it. What do you think about that one? I know people people seem to be loving the fuck out of this movie, but I felt like as a Jurassic Park fan, like I really enjoyed it, but it was definitely my least favorite of the movies. I'll be honest. Um, I noticed a lot of people kind of being it, not as divisive as Last Jedi, but I noticed a lot of people being very split on this. Um, I liked it. I thought it was fun. It, it, you know what? I feel kind of the same way about this that I did about Last Jedi. Like it had the it had like all the right formula and all the right guts to be probably one of the best ones, but just the way it was executed didn't pan out as well. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, nor I like Last Jedi. I, I even own, I even own it, but as far as the new four, that's definitely my least favorite. Um, but, um, this one right here, I mean, I'd say it's probably my least favorite Jurassic Park movie. It was a fun movie. Yeah. It was a fun adventure movie. And it has like, I noticed there's, like, I'm into it at the beginning, the middle, there's a little bit of a lull. The third one, I get kind of back into it, but I, I there wasn't as many close calls. I think one of my favorite things about Jurassic Park is the close calls of where they're close quarters with the dinosaur. They just barely get out of there, whether they do or they don't. And this one, there's a big lull where that doesn't happen for a while. Well, really, it's like, I think the first act is extremely strong. Like, that movie fucking starts off great. Like, because when I was watching it, I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to be maybe like, you know, it's never most likely it's never going to beat out Jurassic Park or The Lost World. That's like the given. But maybe it can take that middle place. That's what I was kind of almost thinking when I was initially watching it. But then it's almost like once they leave the island, it's kind of weird how that goes by actually way fast. Like, oh, yeah, that volcano's going. Go get those dinosaurs, you know. Last minute. Come on. Chop, chop. You know. And they go and get that, and then they kind of come back, and then there's this part where it's just like, okay, well, you know, we're bringing dinosaurs in, you know, bringing them into northern San Francisco area, put them in, you know, Redwoods area, that's when I, when I think about where I'm going to put a dinosaur at, I'm going to bring it to fucking northern California and drop it off, but, okay, whatever, that's fine, I guess if that's where you are, I mean, I guess it's a better idea than San Diego, maybe, but that's only one dinosaur, not fucking, like, all of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I knew the thing is, this is another example of showing too much in the trailer because the trailer, the, the trailer really this. did give away like almost everything in this movie. Just about, I don't mean like in a bad way, but like there was nothing like there was no surprising location. 
Well, there is a part in the trailer where, you know, like, we're going to go to save the dinosaurs, and they show them on the beach, and Bryce Dallas Howard slams her hand against the ground. They lied to us! They lied to us! And then we see a bunch of, like, guys in a... Guys in suits, like, examining a dinosaur. Like, blah, 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 evil. Oh, I guess there's a dinosaur right there. That would go perfect in my kitchen. <laughs> exactly. You got those, you had all those guys, and then you had, you know, you saw the, in the, um, endoraptor, whatever it was, crawling around in the, in the, in the, in the, in the uh, mansion. So, I already kind of could tell the beats of the movie. So, there's mm-hmm. nothing in the movie that surprised me. Now, the action... And the the and the suspense was good, but I'll be honest, I'm not really. I think something that would be smarter, and I get that they want to continue. It's probably they want you to be grow attached to the cast of characters. I think something like Jurassic Park almost makes more sense to have more new characters as you go on. The reason I say that is because well, I know Bryce Dallas Howard and uh, and uh, Brad and uh, not Brad uh, Chris uh, Star Lord Chris Pratt. I know they're going to make it out alive because I think I heard they're contracted for another movie. I might be wrong, but I think I heard that. But either way, I'm not worried about them dying. And then I was like, well, that girl right there, she might die. I hope she doesn't because I like her. The dude with the afro, I hope he dies because he's really annoying. Yeah, fuck that guy. chances are. That was the only downfall. They they had two obnoxious characters in it, like the fucking, the Mexican lady and the afro fuck. And... At least the upside, though, is they kind of got, like, knocked out of the movie for a while, and you just never saw them for a while, because it's just, like, these... They did the thing where they throw those characters... They got put in a cupboard, basically. They have two extreme of personalities, you know what I mean? Just be like... It's just like, dial that back just a little bit, because the one guy's like, I'm fucking nerdy! And it's just like, whoop, 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 oh, there's a dinosaur! I've never been outside before! And it's like, he's slipping over his own dick, but the only thing he can do, it's like, oh, we need you. Get on that computer over there and do your nerd thing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'll type in it. Hurry that fuck up. Dinosaurs and fucking hot lava coming down. You know? It's like, shit. And then the other lady's just like, she's like, yo, what's up? Sling my dick out. I'm a doctor. What's going on? (laughs) She's just almost a little too, like, forward, like, be like, yeah, I'm the tough woman. What about it? And always tough women, I don't know what they are. They always get stereotyped towards, like, Mexicans. I don't know why that always is. You know, it's like alien or something. That, like, well, it's kind of like, yeah, Alien, Fast and the Furious. Yeah. I what think, up? Uh, well... What's up? Let's see my dick. She can't... <laughs> well, at least they made her, like, at least it wasn't like she's, like, the chick with, like, the machine. <laughs> yeah. I guess Genesis... Ro- I mean, not Genesis. Uh, her name's Genesis something. Um, Michelle Rodriguez, I guess we are just waiting for that movie now. It's just plopping. Right <laughs> yeah, she literally like, did. Cool. You know, don't wrong, I love Michelle Rodriguez, but she literally got to the point where she played that character so much that she got to the point where she literally whipped the dick out at one point, like, what up? <laughs> Think you're fucking what? tough. What's it called again? The assignment. The assignment. I really got to see. You got to see it. This is what happens when Walt, Walter Hill was the director. Yeah, when, when when you're 70 years old and you made a bunch of classic movies and you decide, fuck it. You know what? Chick with a dick. Chick with a dick. The assignment. I just imagine that's the like a silhouette of her in the shower with a big floppy cock. I imagine that's yeah. the poster. There's maybe a machine gun in the corner. Oh, okay, yeah, so you know it's movie. an action movie at least. <laughs> But, uh, but, um, but, um, she didn't really bother me that much. I mean, I did get the sense of like, okay, strong, power, strong woman who knows her science shit. I got, I mean, that's the thing about Jurassic Park movies. They've always, the only one, I mean, truth be told, I, I like them. I mean, I, I like them all, but I like them less as they go on. I mean, I think they start off strongest and they get weaker as they... You, you know what forward. I really think it is? It's it's missing the Steven Spielberg element. Because you can kind of tell that right after Steven Spielberg, like, literally, like, not producer, like, when he stops directing, there is a big difference in those movies almost afterwards. They almost become kind of like... 
they're still fun, but they become almost like Hollywood blockbuster movies. I know some people might say that Jurassic Park and Lost World's that, but when you got Steven involved, Steven can make a Hollywood blockbuster movie that still is like almost like an artsy picture at the same time. Like it still has all the depth and stuff that's in there, which I feel like kind of like this new one. It was more just like a fun ride more than it was like a depthful movie. And I feel if Jurassic Park, and I know some people be like, that's fucking weird, but it's like, you need a little bit more depth in Jurassic Park. It's a fucking science movie at the end of the day. Well, the characters have a lot of nuance in Jurassic Park. Um, the, the very first Jurassic Park, you know, um, Ian, uh, Ian Malcolm, he's very forward with it, but he's still a fun character to listen to, and Jeff Goldblum is fun to watch. Mm. And unintentionally became kind of like really funny years down the line. People will talk about, oh yeah, Jeff Goldblum's in that movie. Then years down the line, people always referencing the <laughs> that weird dinosaur laugh he does. Mm-hmm. And then the whole, you know, shirtless thing. There's always memes of that. And then there is um, Dr. Grant and how he was this guy who was kind of stuck in the past but trying to move forward. And he, he was obsessed with things from the past. Mm-hmm. So something about the, and like, you know, the whole thing about, well, maybe I do want kids. I don't fucking know. But that whole thing in the first one, I think there's just somebody, I don't remember who said it, but someone said he did a good job of balancing whimsy with horror. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, wow, things are wonderful. Oh, oh shit, wait, it's going to kill us. <laughs> yeah, then once you get a closer look, it's fucked. <laughs> so now that people know that and they keep on, I mean, I think they came up with good enough reasons in the first two. Like, okay, he wants to go on a rescue. Okay, he got dragged along to something he didn't want to go do to go save this fucking kid for people who aren't actually billionaires. And then the fourth, it's like, oh, you actually went and made the theme park again? Oh, all right, well, let's see what happens. And then this one's like, all right, well, we're, we're avoiding the theme park thing. Like, the beginning, I'll say this. The beginning, I think that's a great, scary opening. At the exact same time, though, I was kind of like, for how... All right, I just... I mean, hear me out on this. I mean, it leads to some cool <coughs> images. But, like, okay, you're going in there, like... Whatever's in here now is fucking dead. So, you know, you know the big fucking fish monster thing is going to chomp that little submarine. And they don't actually show it. They are very, kind of very, like, they show the light underwater. You see the light go out. I'm like, oh, all right, that's enough. We get the point. And then there's the one guy. Here, here's the thing. Okay. He's, on the, he's in the rain working on, like, okay, we got to get this gate open to get something or whatever. And as he's trying to get the fucking thing open, there's guys behind him yelling and screaming at him and i like the thing they did like every time the lightning flash uh-huh. uh, t-rex is a little closer a little closer and i like that that was cool but it's like he's like what is it what is it it's like did you not bitch. read the brochure <laughs> You're, yeah did you not read the pamphlet you just like browse through it i get it there's you know it's 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 tropical or whatever job right. job eat, right you know don't eat the shellfish okay cool no it's like bitch you're on an island filled with dinosaurs these guys are screaming at the top of their lungs. You got a fucking T-Rex on your jacket. <laughs> like, it's on the logo. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to narrow down. Like, what is it? What is it? And the guy's getting away. And I like that whole scene. The guy's getting away. And even, like, that near escape thing. Like, he the, the T-Rex bites onto the uh, ladder from the helicopter. And they break away. And he's like, we made it! We made it! All of a sudden, the big old fucking fish dinosaur thing jumps out chomps that fucker and goes down like so there's a lot of things like that in the movie i like Mm -hmm. it's just it's one of those things where it just a lot of it there's just a lot of stupid things people do in the movie well that and this is the other thing that kind of bothered me is they made the bad guys just like they like they made them too like one-dimensional almost like the fact they're just like we're bad like i live in a mansion so you know i am 
bad. It was just almost, I, I wish they would almost kind of go in and give the business and the military guys like a little bit more like, they really just give them just, you just straight hate. They don't give them any like reason like, oh, well, I understand why this businessman or this military guy is going after it. They just go like, oh, we just fucked them for our military use. Yes. <laughs> They're just all like snidely whiplashing it over there. And once again, I feel like almost in like the first two draft, like almost even engine, I, I, I feel like I can get a little bit well, why engines go into the island and taking this stuff. And, you know, and then like, um, I just want to say Rolanto, but I know it's, his name's Roland, I think. And, um, lost world like that guy even though he's like a bad guy like i like that character you know what i mean but this guy like they give the hunter guy in this one and they just give him like no love he's just like he just seems like a total douchebag you know what i mean like he's I, making a necklace out of every dinosaur yeah, it's just like place. yeah it's just like they they just get this like too much in like these guys are bad they're so bad like almost that kind of like point where you get like it happens on both like the left and right side but where you almost don't even look at the other person's points anymore you just only look at your own and that's how that kind of felt and that to me just felt like kind of bland and even like when you get towards the ending part of it you know, spoilers um there's the part where they're like oh shit we get the dinosaurs are dying from the carbon monoxide or whatever the fuck's going on the gas is leaking and so on it's like well you know what fucking let's just let it kill her there and i thought at first like oh shit they're gonna go up that's a nice ballsy ending i think that makes sense like just kill the dinosaurs off i mean like you can always find a new way to get them back like some guy's fucking pocket in like a fucking barbasol can of like you know velociraptors <laughs> i mean you know what i mean there's, there's always another way you can bring dinosaurs back but it's just like and then the girl girl's like if they you know she likes like if they have to die, I should die too, because I'm a clone. Yeah. We're one and the same. And it's almost like it was once. Like, I just felt like, that to me felt so, I don't know, maybe just the older I get. It's like, no, sometimes there's a point where death has to happen, and that's just kind of how it is. You know what I mean? And then they fucking just release the, di- like, the dinosaurs out in the fucking San Francisco and Northern California. Just be like, well, let's just see what fucking happens. <laughs> so what does that mean? Like, the next movie's going to be like fucking Mad Max or something like that? What the hell is going on? That was like... I will say the way it ends makes me looking makes me look forward to the next one because <laughs> it sounds interesting. De- still, it's such a departure. I think we could have just got there a different way rather than a little girl being kind of. I mean, I'll say this: that's better. She's like, than like you know, fuck the what? outside world presses the button, just like slowly turns, no blinking whatsoever. Be like, I fucking hate them all. That's what my father raised me as. <laughs> just like so fucking creepy and then she just she takes flight somehow you're like shit i thought she was just a clone lands on a fucking raptor and just runs away off into the distance be like what the fuck was that like that's how that movie end she like the little girl from resident evil shit fucking, what the hell's going on here fucking donkey punches the back of blue <laughs> like tongue pops out <laughs> just turns into like a fucking yoshi fucking no, like blue jumps was- up the air it's like Nyeh! like legs fucking spinning and so on bongo drum noises as she does it um no here here's the thing i i was like the second i realized she was a clone i was like please don't do the thing where like where like the dinosaur senses her and's like we're one and the same and the dinosaur stops or she's like the dinosaur stops they all look at each other starts talking to them or some shit yeah one's got fucking like headphones on like he was rapping or something like that like what the fuck is that about no not one of those weird movies like like they try to add like human personality to them for some dumb reason well they they suddenly went from making like they they, they i feel like they did kind of retcon a little bit because blue is suddenly like blue is smart blue shows compassion where the first one because he, here's the thing the first one not the first one the first jurassic world mm-hmm. and the trailer you're like all right how's this guy actually training these things you really can't expect me to believe he's training them like that 
and then you actually see it in the movie. I'm like, okay, they make it just a little bit more believable to some extent. They're like dogs. Really, That's kind of how I look at it. He's never that close to him, but he can still kind of command him. But if he falls in there, shit can go bad real quickly. Mm-hmm. And then in this one, it's kind of like it's his own personal Pokemon. Yeah, so, it's like him and Pikachu fucking had a relationship. You know, I mean, once he figured out, like, you know, it took, it took together one Together forever, no matter how long. It's like Chris Pratt and Blue had a fucking battle with some Spearows to realize how much they loved each other, but that's <laughs> all yeah. it took. Yeah, it was, that was a little bit, I, I don't know, it's like, I know these are these things, like, like as an adult, if you try to tell this to, like, a 10-year-old, you'd just be breaking their hearts, be like, but wasn't it cute? It's like, yeah, but it's fucking, I don't know, it didn't fit the last part, you know what I mean? But wasn't it great well, that even, they freed the dinosaurs? Yeah, but maybe they should have died. Like, then you just become that bitter old uncle who's just like, God, could he not come to the theaters with us anymore? Well, they get across the dinosaurs breed quickly, and they spread quickly in the first one. So, I guess what you could do in this one is, the next one is you could do some shit, like, not completely mad max but to a level of like all right um we got walled we got like kind of like walled off cities or something like that from dinosaurs and you know you got people kind of scared to go out at night because we've got a raptor out there or something to that effect i mean i imagine the t-rex would be pretty easy to fucking track and take down pretty fucking quickly but raptors and like you know um raptors and whatchamacallit the uh Aerodactyl or pterodactyls. Yeah. Those things, I mean those I mean there's other ones I can see, you know, compies, those things spread like rats basically. So I mean I, I I'm I'm curious to see what they're gonna do, but it's gonna be like, okay, we gotta learn to live with these things now and we probably gotta be careful when we go out camping or whatever. What if we, you know, but it's like, this is all I think about. I'm like, okay, if those dinosaurs got released by that little girl, literally the military would come and be like, okay, little girl, this is what happens when you do this. And they would just murder them all. Bam! Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, okay, fucking clone. That's what you get, you dirty clone. She's a clone. She doesn't have rights. Yeah. She only lives in this mansion. Yeah, and apparently nobody owns this mansion anymore. Everybody died that had it, so we're taking it over. What if the next well, one just would turn to be, it's like, it literally turned to like a Pokemon movie. That was like what it was. People were like, I'm going to go out and capture myself or, you know, a Raptor. It's like, what the fuck? It's like, yeah, they have new names now. They're not just called Velociraptors anymore, you know? Or an Aerodactyl. We're just using it. <laughs> little, like, a little 11-year-old kid going out there with, like, a fucking, like, net over his shoulder with, like, some bait. Like, wait till I catch it. <laughs> and he just gets mauled by, like, a group of raptors. Like, oh, God, no! Just, like, ripped apart. You know? It's, like, it's one of those ones. Yeah, it's a weird movie. It's, like, as I said, like, and we both said, like, we enjoyed the movie, but it was kind of, like, I don't know, and this it was per- silly. It, yeah, it was just a little bit on like the just a little bit too, too a little too Hollywood popcorn film. And I'll say it's like I, I don't believe that you know Jurassic Park one and two are at all popcorn films whatsoever. You know what I mean? Like I know that they fit in the blockbuster category because they just are big movies, but I just think as far as movies being made, they got a lot. Go- there's a lot of depth into them. You know what I mean? They're like, you know, it's it's no different than like a Stanley Kubrick movie or something like that. Like, that's that's kind of how those films are. Which I feel like, out of Steven Spielberg saying, I know Steven Spielberg kind of has his name like slapped up there. Like, yeah, I'm just a producer. Does that mean I get some money at the end of the day? Yeah, Steven likes money. Well, have you have you heard any of the uh, older scripts of Jurassic Park 4? Because Jurassic Park 4 is trying to get made for like, ever. And you could see a little bit of some of the earlier drafts within uh, Jurassic World. But you see a lot more of it in this one. Yeah, just some of those like other elements that they're kind of using and ideas and so on. What's that game you like where it's uh, it's kind of like Contra, but it's Jurassic Park and you're playing as Alan Grant? 
Oh, the uh, oh the um the Rampage edition or the the ones you play as Alan Grant's like the on the Sega Genesis? Are you talking about? Isn't talking- there one where engine you have to, you're playing as Alan Grant and you're not only fighting dinosaurs, you're fighting people who are going back to the island to capture the dinosaurs or something? Well, in Rampage edition, you play as Alan Grant and you both fight dinosaurs and people. And then also, there's another one that plays like much more like Contra. It's called The Chaos Continues. Alan Grant's not in it, but then you're fighting off because it's like engines coming back to capture the dinosaurs. To pretty much take them off, like so, it's not really too much different than Jurassic Park Five, oddly enough. Okay. But it feels like it's still got a little bit more. Oddly enough, this game that doesn't really have too much of a story, except for little paragraphs in the beginning, has more depth than this. <laughs> I know of three or four different versions. There's one version where it's Alan Grant and Ian Malcolm going back, leading an expedition to, I don't remember what, but just to maybe save the dinosaurs or something like that. Or, I mean, what wasn't the the volcano exploding? Wasn't that in the original book? Uh, I don't know if the volcano explodes in the book. They go to the volcano because that's where the raptors are, like, living at, is in, like, the volcano caverns because it's nice and warm. And don't they do something, they throw something down that'll cause it to erupt or something like that? No, it's better because, like, Grant, you know, Grant's like, we gotta destroy them all or whatever and stuff like that. So he's, like, t- taking the eggs and smashing them and throwing them in the fucking hot lava and shit. Okay. And then, um, then there's one, but then there's another one where it was, uh, there is a, a military guy who I guess was kind of the earlier version of the Chris Pratt character. He's a military ex-Marines, all this and that, and an animal trainer. And he's being hired by, I think, uh, John Hammond to go retrieve the Barbasol can. And then while mm-hmm. he gets there, you know, he gets, you know, gets into a couple little, like, bumps and shoulders some dinosaurs for a minute. And then gets taken out by some military guys, some contract killers, gets brought in. And I think they're in the Swiss Alps or something. and. They, you know, it's of course like, I, hello, I am evil, evil sin. This is my train. This is my <clears> own <throat> home where I'm making dinosaurs to train. <clears throat> you know, all that kind of shit. Like very like Bond villain esque. Mm-hmm. And he wanted him to teach raptors, and they realized that militarized raptors with like body armor and all this kind of shit and these little devices, so they're easier to control. And at some point, they're going to like some cartel leader, and we're going after like some Scarface like guy. To and leading a team of of raptors, they're coming down by parachutes, and eventually the raptors they scratch their shit off at the little like control devices, and they just turn on everybody in there. And then I want to say there's another version that was same story, but they ended up doing something more to the effect of like, okay, uh, there was like genetically human hybrid dinosaurs, like a big triceratops man, a big fucking raptor man, so. It started to go like people think this one's fucking goofy. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's the thing though. Is I feel like they still need to pull back a little bit on like Jurassic Park, and not they don't need to go so far. It's almost like here's the thing: is like I don't really I know that this is in the original book, and I know Doctor Wu was like, you know, John Hammond, we should really be fucking creating like you know hybrid dinosaurs. He's like, you fucking idiot, that's the stupidest idea ever. I'm John Hammond. I'm a dick in the book, but fuck you, Doctor Wu, and stuff, and um. So it's like that's where that in Jurassic Park Four comes from is that, but like at the same time, like I don't really care about seeing these hybrid dinosaurs. I just want to see regular dinosaurs. You know what I mean? Like shit, we we barely get any dinosaur stuff as is. Like why? When there's so many dinosaurs, why do you need to create hybrid ones? I think that's like a waste of like screen time in a sense. I think what they really should almost do, do is like is make like simple movies and one like don't always use Isla, you know, sonar. Like go to back to like uh or Isla Nublar. Go to Isla Sonar back to like um Site B. And even those other islands, because there's, like, three or four other islands in that area. Or not three or four, but, like, in total. 
and just show some other stuff, but make the movies kind of almost like, I feel like they, they should be smaller. If you know what I mean, they don't need to be so grand. They try to make them so grand scale thinking that's how you make a dinosaur movie. But I think more just the idea of just like one guy, fucking solid snake in it through the fucking jungle to like retrieve something and having to fight people along the way and having to, you know, battle out dinosaurs and hide and, you know, and stuff like that. And then maybe learning stuff about like the park as it goes on would be a much cooler story. Or almost, I would say it's like trespassers, is a perfect example of like a really cool Jurassic park story. You know, a lady gets fucking, like, gets in a plane wreck, and she has to survive off this fucking island and kind of get through it, but by herself. You know what I mean? Like, not a group of people. You know, I also, at first, also in Jurassic Park 5, I thought one thing was smart. It was like, oh, they don't have a fucking kid at first. I mean, granted, when the movie gets about the halfway point, you realize, oh, no, there's this little fucking, like, clone child. It doesn't really take away from it, but people almost got stuck in that mindset. They're like, oh, you have to have a kid. It goes with Jurassic Park. It's like, no, you don't need fucking kids in Jurassic Park. You know what I mean? Like, I know that's in the first one. And I know from that point on, they seem to be a kid in every single one from that point. But that's not necessary. I don't think, I think you could, you could totally do it without having the fucking kid character. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is they want a kid to put themselves in that position or that situation. And then on top of that, I think people get more scared when they see a kid because Oh no, we don't want the kid to get hurt. Mm-hmm. But are you really afraid about the kid dying in a PG thirteen movie? Well, yeah. And here's the thing: when I was a kid, fucking five years old, watching Jurassic Park in theaters, I didn't fucking relate to Tim. Fuck no, did I relate to Tim? I want to be Alan Grant or Ian Malcolm. That's who I want to be, and that's a five year old kid. You know what I mean? Like kids don't fucking yeah. care about other kids. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I don't know. Most that's of the time, the, yeah. it's just one of those ones. Like I like the new Jurassic Park, but it's just. I, I wish they were le- they were less Hollywood kind of like take on it. It's just like, can we go back to being just like normal science fiction kind of like realistic movies in a sense? I guess you could say. Well, I was gonna say um, this one even had a sense it was trying to be bigger because maybe I'm wrong, but I don't remember having a big like a big orchestral choir because this one. Yeah, like, that was weird too. Like a big church choir, like you know, there's like, like, two Jedi. Yeah two Jedi fighting behind them or some shit. You know, whenever they showed, like, the, uh, you know, the island exploding or the fucking Endoraptor calling up something. Like, I'll say the Endoraptor was creepy because I did this thing whenever we get really close and just do this, like, you could tell it was... Because he was like, this thing's a prototype. We shouldn't be selling it yet. And you could tell because this thing would just have this weird twitch or shake it would do once in a while. Mm-hmm. And that part in the mansion seemed like it was set up to be kind of cool, like, because it could have been, like, Resident Evil. And that would be cool in itself. But once again, I feel like... You could just it was rushed at the end. You could just use regular... Yeah, it felt kind of rushed, and almost just, like, the idea of just running through a mansion and just having, like, fucking random dinosaurs being placed in there sounds fucking awesome. You know what I mean? We literally yeah. treat it like it's a Dino Crisis game. But, I don't know, it's just... It, it's that weird one. I, I feel like it's that kind of, like, movie pull where they're trying to appeal to, like, too many different audiences at once, and that's how you kind of get to this. It's, like, the sort of thing when you should not take it to, like, a group and ask them for their, just, just do whatever movie you want. And just, I know that's not how big movies are made, but sometimes when you go to a group, I think you get way too many different fucking opinions and you get people that don't even fucking care about it. Like fucking throwing their vote out there, which is like the worst thing you can have. How many screenwriters were on this one? Just credited. It was like five or, or something. It's like four or five, which Jesus. to me, it's like, well, it's one's like, I'm sorry. Like whenever I see more than like two or three guys, it's like, you guys, you guys fucking stupid. Like what? You can't write a screenplay. What are you like? Come on. Shit. You're not writing a fucking even- novel. I don't even think it's probably even, like, the the lack of ability for the writers. I honestly think it's something like, all right, uh, here's a script. And then, you know, a second writer comes in, like, all right, well, punch this up. We're like, well, I got to make it to make sure I get another job. I got to make it my own a little bit. I'm going to add this thing right here. 
Throw it over to another guy. All right, you punch it up. Uh, try to hit these points. I'm like, all right, well, I got to make it my own and make sure, like, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine right there. Um, let me add this part in there. Now the girl's a clone. Oh, cool. You know, so I feel like that's how it all Well, that, that is how it goes about it. It's, it's not like that. I mean, I know when you see it on screen, it does have that feeling like four guys in a room can't fucking figure out how to put a script together, but... Just, like, hitting it, just, like, have, like, like having, like, a sword fight with a typewriter, <laughs> like, there are a couple of kids, like, yeah. <laughs> This is how it happens. But no, that's more what it is. Is it like, and instead of like going back to the same guy and being like, hey, how about you just do another draft on it? It's always kind of weird. They're like, no, let's get somebody else. But keep like these points, but get somebody else in there, which always just seems kind of goofy. And that's almost what this movie felt like. It felt like it just went through too many hands when it should have been in less. And that's why I feel like with Steven Spielberg, you know, a movie's only, it's generally going through the Steven filter, no matter what. And I think that's what kind of keeps him in check. I feel that that's almost what they need to bring these movies sort of back. Steven needs to be fucking directing them. I just want to clarify something real quick. It's probably not going to bother anybody other than me. I said typewriter. I meant keyboard. I just want to clarify that. Well, no, no, it anyway. could have been the old days. <laughs> Shit, they're, they're, if they're slapping it together, they probably have a typewriter. There's the one guy in the corner like, Hey, man, what are you... <laughs> Fuck, dude. Can you just use a keyboard like the rest of us? He's writing on a fucking tablet. Come on, man. No wonder um, it took four of us to write this script. <laughs> One guy came in with a laptop, one guy was writing a PC, one guy's a tablet. One guy just oh, had a, a stone and he was red. chiseling it, so I couldn't figure that out. That was annoying. Yeah. <laughs> All day long, ding, 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 like he's fucking Fred Flintstone or something. Well, I guess we know he's dedicated. Yeah. Because so. shit, he wrote a, um, he wrote 126 pages on stone tablets, and this is the thing. He, came he did down. it faster than the guy on the keyboard. He came down like Moses from the top of the hill with these tablets. And then when he realized they weren't using the script, he fucking broke them and threw them into a big old, like, chest. And told he was still credited, though. He had, it was his idea to do the whole, like, you know, the whole, like, part where then the hamster ball goes off the cliff. That was his idea. We managed to scourge that part out of the out of the remains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, I think that these movies, I mean, you don't even need Steven Spielberg back. I'd like if he said, guess what? I'm doing the next Jurassic Park movie. I'm like, dude, go go to it. Awesome. I don't think you need him back to do it, but I think that would help. I think Jurassic Park 3, maybe because it was by Joe Johnson, that still had a little bit of that Spielberg vibe. Well, I mean, it wasn't as good as the first two, but it still had that vibe to it. Well, that's why I still like Jurassic Park 3 quite a bit, is that, like, it is, like, it is the the, the gateway to kind of, like, where you get to in Jurassic World and so on. And granted, like, I like Jurassic World, Jurassic World 2. I like them a lot, actually, too. But... You know what I mean? Like, that one still, yeah, had sort of the Steven Spielberg, like, kind of niss to it. I mean, he was there, I think, a little bit more hands-on. I think in these last ones, it's just like, yeah, slap my name up there just so people, like, you know, show up. But other- Here's a million bucks to help, with, help it. Yeah. yeah. Where I felt like in the third one, it's more like, okay, I'm not going to direct it, but I'm still going to be there and help things out. You know what I mean? And, and that one, it's still, like, the cool part about Jurassic Park 3, I always feel, is it uses all, like, the, the deleted scenes from the book. And that's why I always think it's kind of neat, because it's like, oh, that's cool. They, they kind of brought this stuff back around. Now, it's got, like, definitely a little bit more Hollywoodness to it, like making the Spinosaurus bigger for some odd reason. But, you know, granted, it's still a really cool movie overall. The Spinosaurus just never fucking came back. It's like, this thing was bigger and badder than a T-Rex. And then, like, no, it wasn't. And then this, then the, this one comes out. I'm like, yeah, fuck that thing. We're not seeing it again. There's, there's a couple like, there's because I don't, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not like an expert when it comes to dinosaurs, but there's always like a couple of the, is that a T-Rex? Like, I don't know, it's kind of one of the off oh, like the Allosaurus. The little, the, yeah, or they have the, the Ramhead ones. There, there'll be the unofficial names you gave it as a kid, like the yeah. Ramhead ones or the something or the or the Spikosaurus or whatever you know those things. Uh, then there's like. Uh, this one though, there's a part. There's like one of the actual jump scares that got me, but thought it worked. As you saw the Allosaurus, you thought, you know, when, so when all the dinosaurs are running away, 
the Allosaurus is kind of slowly creeping up on the uh, evil billionaire douchebag guy. And then the T-Rex just comes out of nowhere, just chomps that fucker. Yeah. And then they both, or well, I can't remember how that fucking even billionaire guy dies. He gets like smashed under the car or something. Isn't that how it works? No, he goes, he hides under the car. All the dinosaurs are rampaging through and he crawls out in the background. You see the Allosaurus kind of creeping around, like sort of come for him. It's all blurred out in the background. And as, and I think he has, he has like the bone. He has the bone to the uh, Indominus Rex from the last one. Yeah. And then the uh, T-Rex, as he's walking away with it, like, I think I made it out. And the T-Rex just chomps him, just comes on the screen, just chomps him. And I think another T-Rex, they, they split him like they do in, in, um, Jurassic, in Jurassic Park 2. Yeah. Last World, I think. Yeah, that's right. Poor Eddie Carr. See, there's a perfect example yeah. of a guy who just fucking just shit just went wrong one day. He did his best to try to save everybody, and fucking he's the one that gets fucked over. Well, there's just something really interesting... I mean, I was, I mean, this made me want to go back and watch the original Jurassic Park. And when I was watching it, something's still so interesting and thrilling about the first T-Rex scene. When they're just all in the car, there's that sense of, oh, fuck. Yeah. We just had all this, like, oh, cool dinosaurs. We're like, what the fuck? What in the actual fuck? And then, you know, when shit goes bad, it goes really bad. Even though you know deep down, I mean, first time seeing it, you know more than likely deep down they're going to survive. But there's some part of you like that's a pretty. That, it's easy to kind of put yourself in that situation and be like, oh fuck, because there's just it's a good balance. Like, that movie is just the perfect balance of like whimsy and horror. Yeah, and that that's what makes it a good one. It's a sci-fi movie. It's about science. It's about technology. And as it progresses on, it becomes sort of a horror movie. And sadly, I feel like. It's sort of like a lot of those like elements have been lost and they've just turned to big kind of like like not even really adventure movies necessarily. I would even say just straight up like kind of like roller coaster action, action movies. You know what I mean? Like they've almost even lost sort of the adventure aspect too. It's like that what made the first two Jurassic Parks great is it was a mix of multiple genres and I feel like those multiple genres they're still there to a light bit but they've just kind of almost been diluted and I don't know. You know, I, I like this movie. I would like to see it again in theaters just, just to, because I like to see all the Jurassic Park ones multiple times. But still, it it is one of those ones where it's like, it was fun. I mean, maybe because I wanted to like it a lot more than it really was. But it's like, I don't know. I felt like it was just that, like, it was a solid, good movie. You can't go wrong with it. You know, there's not, not really anything you could really complain about with it. But it was just one of those ones that just didn't have that depth that you're kind of hoping for. Actually, going back to the Spinosaurus thing real quick. Um... Uh-huh. When they're in the office and they get locked in there and lava starts to seep through. Was that a Spinosaurus or was that an Allosaurus? I want to say that was an Allosaurus. I don't think there was a Spinosaurus in that movie, but I could be wrong. Okay. Well, that part right there. I mean, I guess a lot of this movie... Well, now they're kind of running out of ways to kind of get them in these positions where it's just like, oh shit, how are we going to get out of this? How are we get here in the first place? Because the first one, that was all brand new. Second one is a little bit more of the same, but still something similar. Um, but this one... I don't know. It feels like a lot of them put themselves more in the situation. Like, okay, well, we gotta get blood from uh, T-Rex. So, to, to mainly, main reason is just to put in a little, like, dose of action when the rest of this movie is just gonna be us just kind of, like, on a boat for a while back, you know? Yeah, exactly. There's just kind of parts like that where it's just... Like, I don't know, like, why do we have to get blood from the T-Rex? Well, that's the only one that has the right blood in it. Oh, I mean, none of these other dinosaurs... Nope, none of those other dinosaurs do. Yeah. Just a T-Rex. Just a T-Rex, huh? Funny how that is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, there's just things like that. And 
And so and I also like how like, like Bryce Howard is for some reason now she's all like action adventure Like I don't know how that kinda like happened. You went from like a fucking like desk job, you know, running a park to all of a sudden like shit, I could jump on a T Rex now. <laughs> fucking ride it like it's a giant Yoshi. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really complaining, but it's just always kind of funny when they do that thing where they, they have, like, complete, like, giant turnarounds of their characters, like, style. Well, the first one played it off like she wasn't used to that kind of shit, but she was very adaptable. Like, mm. she could adapt to it. Not saying whether that's good or bad. I'm just saying that that was her whole thing. Like, okay, she's not used to this type of shit, but, you know, she's a strong, independent woman, so she can get through it. Like, that whole kind of thing is what they seem like they were doing with it where this one is just like oh no she's as badass as chris pratt now which is whatever you know i i, I saw some people mad about that I'm like it doesn't mean me mad i mean I, it seems kind of i will say it does seem a little out of nowhere yeah but it doesn't by me any means make me mad i think people sometimes just <laughs> they just need something to bitch about yeah I say, it doesn't make me mad but it just feels like i was like well it's once again it's like that one where it's like maybe tone that back just just a little bit because here's a perfect example. You know, like, Ian Malcolm in the second one, it's not like fucking Ian Malcolm comes out there just fucking, like, ripped, like, an 80s movie cover carrying two fucking machine guns shooting dinosaurs. Like, wow, that was a big departure. No, he's still Ian Malcolm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's why I kind of like that. Like, yeah, he's a little bit more accustomed to dinosaurs. He's got a little bit, you know, knowledge now of it. But he's still Ian Malcolm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, even that, that, uh, that, that spiel he gives at the dinner table. Fuck them. Like- Fuck them all. <laughs> is this a god thing here no fuck god too it's all about get these goddamn fucking dinosaurs out of here. shit how many times have i been fucking saying this i wrote only like 10 books on it but nobody's fucking listening to me now i'm eating fucking malcolm here you know that in that world i was talking about this through the part of the dinner table that's very eloquent he says like you stood on the shoulders of geniuses and you you, you, you it's not that you, you couldn't it just you asked should you and now you patent it you threw it on a you, Throw it on a lunchbox, and then you know that whole that whole that whole spiel is fantastically written, and then you get to something like this, and you don't have anything that's saying anything as deep as that. They're more of just kind of repeating that, and I think that's the thing, kind of like what you said. They're not really. It's just kind of fun movies by this point, and even the first one's a fun movie, but still asks some interesting questions. Is that well? That's what I mean. Like at that time period too, that's like a big deal because that science was like brand new and what they were using and what the details they went into. Where this one just kind of feels like they're just sort of taking like some like light ideas and running with. And I know we're just kind of like going with this and just talking about like what could have been there. I mean, and here's the thing: at the end of the day, it, it is a fun movie. It's one of those ones like it's fun. You can't complain. You have a good time. It's worth watching over again. It's not like you know there's. But it's just like, it would, it would be nice to have just, just a little bit more depth. I don't know. Maybe it's also the Michael Crichton-ness missing from it, too. I guess we could always say that, too. Yeah. So, we should just pull him back out of the grave and use some pseudoscience Jurassic Park stuff. And, yeah, Necronomicon him back. Get his, get his, get his uh, DNA out of the amber. <laughs> yeah, just... Wouldn't that be fucking weird to be Michael Crichton and then literally, like, like hundreds of years later... People finally come around and use that fucking Jurassic Park technology to bring him back. They just find a safe in his house with like just a mosquito and amber, just like you know what to do. Funny, <laughs> like if he did find that, just like in Michael Crichton's house, he he literally is like, I'm preparing for the future. Fuck Walt Disney. <laughs> Fuck him up it's as Mickey Mouse ass. ass. Yeah. No, um, I even made a joke. I'm I'm kind of I kind of chuckled when I realized that girl was a clone because. Back when, um, back when the first Jurassic World came out, I made a joke like, 
You're saying, you know what? You can clone a fucking raptor. You can clone Maldoon. Bring Maldoon back. Yeah. They didn't do that, but they cloned a human. So I'm like, oh my god. Bring Maldoon back. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Still stands. We're going to need him. Jurassic Park 6 is going to need Maldoon. It's going to need a man in short shorts to fucking save the world. Man-doon. Man-doon. Here's the thing, Get though. Him I'll say this. He's jacked up, too, where he's just, like, fucking on a movie poster, like, shirt exposed, just big old chest, g- gun in one hand that's, like, almost bigger than him. <laughs> <laughs> so they try that clever girl thing on him again. He's just like, not this time. <laughs> yeah. But, um... um uh, I just want to say one more thing about this, not so much with the movie. In a world, this this day and age, where you have Jeff Goldblum saying, fuck these dinosaurs. Fuck these dinosaurs. They're going to they're gonna kill us. It has nothing to do with God. We're, was not time. I've been saying this for a long fucking time. we got to kill these fucking dinosaurs. He would be viewed as like some kind of like alt-right guy today. Like, oh yeah, of course. He's some like fucking rich, well-educated fucking professor telling us <laughs> that fucking dinosaurs in nature are bad. Like, yeah, I said a fucking bags and nearly fucking ate me and uh it's happened more than once happened in san diego oh whatever man you just can't you can't get ready to like for the 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 the, the future it's like oh this guy can't even finish a fucking sentence i don't believe this shit <laughs> that's what the future's pokemon man take that ian <laughs> don't you take away my pokemon, pokemon dreams from me like, this thing is not going to be your best friend. It's just going to try and fucking kill you and eat you. Not if I trade it! Not if I get it when it's young! Like, it's a fucking reptile. It's not a fucking mammal. Even mammals are known to gnaw people's fucking faces off once you get known because it's their fucking animal. All right, all right, Dr. Ma- Al- uh, Ian, Al- Al- which Grant? Not no, Grant. No, Malcolm. Uh, Malcolm. <laughs> they don't even... Malcolm. All right, Dr. Uh, Sadler, Malcolm. Whichever one you Eddie are. Carr, oh, whatever, just get out of here, you. One of the only guys that survived off Dinosaur Island. Just get on out of here, you. Thank you for your time. Wow, this fucking bullshit. I know. It, you know what? This would be a Jurassic Park 6. They just fucking listen to me. They just fucking listen to me. That's all they had to fucking do. Just fucking he, listen to Ian. He's just in like a concrete house <clears throat> with barbed wired fence all over there. You're like, Dr. Malcolm! Fuck you, I already told you. No! Just dinosaur pulls him away. <laughs> he's just like... The guy outside. He's like, I'm not leaving my bunker now. I prepared for this. I know you guys didn't fucking prepare for this, but I've been spending the last 25 years fucking preparing for this. <laughs> now I just got a, now I just got like a bottle of water so I can just test chaos theory on myself here. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Doesn't get old to me. It's fine. The next thing you know, his daughter would be out there and be like, Ian, you gotta come save your daughter. Fuck. <laughs> Not again. You know what? I told her. I told her. You know what? This is it. I told her, you know, don't, don't come out here. Don't come to the island. You know, she broke it twice. You know what? She's a grown woman now. She can handle it. Not the fucking deal with this shit. Doing her gymnastics, just backflipping, <laughs> kicking dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> well, another movie. Speaking of other movies that somehow, some way, got sort of released earlier than they're supposed to, and so on. But uh, especially fucking way earlier than their fucking Blu-ray release date, which is always kind of a weird thing. But um, the new Superman DCU movie, Superman Death of Super, or what's it called? The Death of Superman. Death of Superman. You know, not like you've never seen this before, but I will say. It is kind of cool because it does actually have a lot more different feel. Because when I saw that initial trailer for it whenever the last movie came out, and they're like, who's doing Death of Superman again? And I don't know what it is. DC sort of does this. I, I, I know it's kind of a problem that they kind of have where when something's kind of popular, they're like, let's do that about three times more over, like in, throughout our other shows and movies and so on. And, you know, because really think about it, it was only 10 years ago that the 
Superman Doomsday came out, right? And that was, you know, the first DCU movie. So that, that to me, 10 years ago is not that long, you know? Yeah. And then granted, Batman v Superman is and Justice League is pretty much, you know, another Death of Superman story as well. So you got that one there. So then when I kind of heard, it's like, we're going to do it again. And, you know, it's kind of like, oh, okay. But I will say that the way they kind of go about in this one is almost like it's almost refreshing enough. That's like that actually is kind of cool. You know, I mean, yeah, it, it's something you've seen before, but definitely in a different vision. Well, the thing about the first one they did, the first Death of Superman, that's going in like, okay, guys, you know who Superman is. We're just going to get this thing rolling here, and then we come into uh, um, Batman v Superman. And the thing is, they, the, the, I guess. I still like Batman v Superman, but the big problem with it is they're having all these problems that seem like problems of people that have known each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there would be way more weight to Superman's death, A, if I knew he wasn't coming back in the next movie, B, if he and Batman were long-term friends who suddenly had to go had to go blow to blow. Now, I don't, I don't mind if they meet each other and there's a, fuck you, no, fuck you. Like, back and forth for a little while, because that happens, like, in every th- every time superheroes meet for the first time. Yeah. But they'll, to try and make it, like, Dark Knight Returns, when it's like, you know what, you there's a lot of history behind Dark Knight Returns, and when they first meet for the first time. But, or not when they meet for the first time, but when they're, when they're coming to fighting. It's like two best friends having the worst breakup possible. That's what Dark Knight Returns is. And this is just like, fuck that guy. Why? I had a bad dream. Uh-huh. All right. Where this one, it's more of like this. They they start to do the thing where they all start to build up upon each other. Like these, not all these movies, but most of these movies take place in the same universe. So now there actually does feel like some weight to Superman dying in this. Yeah, you know, and it's probably like what they've been doing this kind of like run for about three years. I'd say almost by now. The f- by five by this point. Shit, um, really five. It's because I we I was still living in Sonora when we did um, Flashpoint. Oh, yeah, I guess Flashpoint's technically the first one. I always think there's... The, Justice League War. Justice League War always feels like the kind of, like, the real, like, start of it all, but Flashpoint sort of, like, changes it into that, I guess you can say, by that stance. It's a transitional period for it, yeah. Yeah, but, like, so since then, it's like, yeah, they've been doing them. And, you know, it's those ones, like, it's like, I, I'm more of, like, a, I, I'm a little bit more of, like, I like kind of, like, solid stories a little bit more. I mean, the continual thing, I know why they do it. They do it because they want to compete with Marvel and so on, and it seems like... There's people that do like that, and you know that's the anime style and whatnot. But I kind of like the episodic thing a little bit, a little bit more. But whatever, all these movies are all good, pretty much at the end of the day. And so you're building up to it. You know, you got all your Justice League in here. You got your Batman, your Wonder Woman, and so on. And I think just the kind of the cool way of going about, like, okay, we know Deathstroke's coming. We know, or not Deathstroke, we're fucking um, Doomsday. Doomsday. You know, we know somebody of a D name is coming by. And what I like about it is like instead, it's like what makes it feel like such like a tough battle is literally the entire Justice League fucking has to go fight it. And, you know, first fucking, you know, Hawkman gets taken out and so on, and then next, you know, Green Lantern's in there battling it, and Aquaman and Wonder Woman, and then even Batman just like, fuck. You see Batman just like perched up on a sign at one point, just like, hopefully he can't see me up here. <laughs> oh shit, there he is. Because everybody else is like, got fucking superpowers, magical rings, they got a fucking club and wings. Yeah, I got nothing. I got bombs, got battering, got my inner monologue. <laughs> He lasted longer than everybody else. Know, granted, somehow, some way, I don't know how he like fucking bat tricked his way out of that one. No, but like uh, the thing with it is because even like the Justice League that fights him, I don't, I don't remember if it's Wonder Woman, but I remember it's a really weird, random early '90s Justice League that kind of goes toe to toe with him in the comic. 
and this one it's a little bit more of like okay here's justly members you all know pretty well and uh the thing about the first book about the book was it's just one long at first it's like there's underground people i gotta stop and help for a second and then by the end like doomsday comes to earth and then we just build up from there just doomsday crashing through the city and superman and other people trying to stop him superman stops him and it reaches the point where each book there's less and less panels until like it's the last book where it's just every every page is one single large panel essentially and until you get to where he dies and there's a big spread of him dead on the dead in lois's arms um now the thing with this one is there's a whole story going on while that's happening and to be honest it's actually mostly just i mean they, they have enough action to keep you interested but it's mostly a lot of like personal shit going on with superman what i think is kind of interesting because this whole universe this whole like setup universe they have for the animated for the animated movies it's like they have we know batman pretty well it's like okay only thing that's going to really sell is batman and justice league so if you want aquaman you gotta do a justice league aquaman movie mm-hmm. you want to do flash gotta be a flash justice league movie so it's one of those even like Justice League Dark. We'll throw Batman in there. He he dresses dark. <laughs> yeah, so, slap him on the cover. Yeah, so all these, even to the point of like you know, the only one they the god like you know, there's Teen Titans, and that's still like a a teen movie, and I think they're writing off Teen Titans Go for that one. So it's one of those things where it feels kind of weird. Suddenly, I'm, I mean, I'm glad we got a, a technically a Superman focused movie, but it feels kind of weird, like. Superman's been here the whole time with all these characters, but we haven't seen them all just focused in one at a time in a while, you know? Yeah, exactly. And this, because really at the end of the day, this is more like a Superman movie that happens to have some Justice League in it. You know, and they're yeah. in it a good amount, but you could really say it is a Superman movie more than anything else. Definitely. And it does have this thing where it's like, I guess like I kind of forgot, I'm like, because you know, after a while, all these movies kind of just start to run together and things like that. And I'm like, Oh, I guess in this universe so far, Lois Lane and Superman don't really know each other super well yet. It's like, oh, kind of like I, I, that kind of threw me off at first. I'm like, oh, she doesn't know. I'm like, because at first they kind of play a scene where they're like in a place. I'm like, well, maybe they're playing it off just so. And then it's like, oh no, she literally doesn't know that he's Superman yet. Oh, okay, huh? Yeah, I mean that was another part where it's just like I get you want that big dramatic turnaround, like oh, um, you want that, you want that like heavy moment, but at the exact same time. I'm like, you're a fucking Pulitzer Prize journalist, and you can't tell the difference between glasses. I mean, I know it was. And I love how he like literally like 40s. he's like Lois, check it out, Superman. She's like, bah, you're not fucking Superman. You know, he's like Lois, Lois, check this out. He's like rips his glasses off. He's like, check it out. See, see. <laughs> like he likes adjusts his head, curls slightly. his hair a little bit. You see the curl now. You know what I mean? It's just Holy like, fuck! Oh, fuck. Yeah. oh shit! Oh shit! Boy, just like starts flipping out in there and stuff. And it's just one of the ones like I felt like oh I love how they literally went with it because that's always the joke. It's like like look you can't tell he's, he takes his glasses off you know he puts the glasses on you know that's the only fucking difference. And it's like oh that is it. Because <laughs> I always like the one that's like in the Grant Morrison. I think it's in Superman for all seasons or whatever it is. I like how uh, like all star when he's Clark Kent. It's almost like he blows himself out so he kind of looks like a big fat like goof kind of guy. You know what I mean? Right around like whoa, whoop, 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 whoop. so instead he doesn't even look muscular. He just looks like a big fat guy. They're not like a fat guy, but like just like a big husky guy. And then it's almost like when he's Superman, then he's you know got proper you know he's standing up straight. You know what I mean? Looks good, looks you know strong and everything like that. And you know nobody's really ever used that too often. And I feel like that's almost something needs to be more. Is I like just really making Clark. I mean, I'll say this in the old Superman movie. You know they they do get Clark crosses a little bit more bumbling and so on like that. 
And this one, he just, he just seems kind of like not that much more bumbling. Just kind of like just a little bit. Yeah, well, you have Chris Reeves that did it. And then, you know, not at first, but as time went on, they did it more. And you had, uh, this is, this is going to be a weird pull, Tom Welling in Smallville. Near the end, they actually addressed it like, because he's acting like Superman the whole show. And they get to the last, like, I think two or three seasons of the show. He says, like, you got to start acting like someone else now. He says, I don't like acting like someone else. But, I mean... Come on, you're, they're going to see through it. You got to really change people's minds here. You got to, you know, and that's how they come up with Clark Kent. The whole persona he puts on, the whole bumbling, ooh, yeah. you know, where most of the show he's been like Superman the whole time. Um, and then this one though, I think that is the thing. That's even kind of the thing with like in Batman v Superman because he is like, hello, I am Clark Kent. He's still very straight jaw, like very much he's, like he's like Eddie Vedder, Clark Kent. <laughs> not even that not even like not in the first one i mean by, by the time he gets a job with the planet but like right there i can kind of see it but like when he gets a job with the planet even in like batman v superman he says like perry there's something very serious going on in gotham we got to get down to the bottom of it where it'd be like god damn it ken get out there quit get, get on the fucking sports game quit chasing the fucking bat like, oh, okay perry like you would turn and like slip on a fucking like banana peel or something like that god where does he always bring these fucking <laughs> banana peels with him <laughs> he just really likes bananas you know he just <laughs> he's has them in like in his, in his like duffel bag just drops them yeah. just in case just in case to slip on it <laughs> Yeah, so that's the thing. Uh, they don't. They've kind of dropped the whole like uh, <clears throat> old fish kind of like I want to say like they Grant Morrison got that across in both Superman runs he did and in, in, in um, action comics as well as uh, as um, all star Superman. Yeah, and I, I just I, I like that because that is almost kind of the thing just for like any of the because it's almost one since the outfit isn't really that much different. You really gotta I feel like make just the whole persona seem like a completely different character and. That's why I always felt like that came across really well. Where in this one here, it's just like, it makes, just makes Lois Lane look like she's kind of retarded. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh shit, I didn't realize the glasses are, you know, maybe she's got that, maybe she's got that Brad Pitt thing where she just can't tell faces or something like that. Maybe. <laughs> that weird disease. I think, I know, honestly, I could just see that just being an excuse. So, because Brad Pitt meets a thousand people a day. I really so think that I is, can see that just being an excuse. I think that is. That's just like his thing of being like, yeah, fuck it, you know. Yeah, I don't recognize you. Sorry. It's like the perfect excuse to have too, because every time Brad Pitt can even make a mistake on set, it'd be like, "Sorry, can I tell you guys apart? Y'all came in wearing the same outfits." Yeah, mm-hmm. but we're shooting a Roman movie. Like, yeah, you, you guys know Brad Pitt's here, so you got to make it easy on Brad. <laughs> Brad Pitt just starts talking to third person. You guys want the pit, right? But, yeah. And which pit do you want? You want old hillbilly pit? You want sexy as hell pit? You want you know? Kind of don't d- piss off, don't piss off Brad. Otherwise, you will go into his pit. <laughs> yeah. What? No, don't don't. He does this. Don't worry about it. When you when you reach it, when you become as famous as him, you just live on a different plane of reality. It's all good. Because here's the thing: you're gonna go see a Brad Pitt movie, right? Fuck yeah! It's like exactly. That's why he's yeah. on the set. <laughs> Who's not gonna go see a fucking Brad Pitt movie? You know what I mean? Just, just say it. If you say you're not gonna go see a Brad Pitt movie, you are fucking lying to yourself. There's at least one you'll go see. Yeah, at least one. No, um, going back to this for a second, though, um, it's one of those things, like, they did get across that he was a little bit more clumsy, but the thing is, he's still, like, wearing a tight shirt, has standing up straight, has, like, you know, just these fucking jacked arms. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's just like, bitch, you're not fooling anybody. I mean, clearly you are, but I mean, 
let's be realistic here. Kinda, kinda. I mean, I get it. It's a thing. It's a holdover from the '40s. I get it, and it's kind of hard to erase that. But I think that creators could probably do a better job of, like what Grant Morrison did yeah. in all his stuff. He just he made his personality so drastically different than when he's around other people. Yeah, and what I like is he changes like his body type almost like in the process. I think he like sticks his gut out yeah. and hunches over and he his hunches. bad posture. Yeah, and he just looks like a big like yeah, just a big goofy guy. Or even like I even like I think it's in the, it was in like the last time Superman had his own fucking animated movie, um, the one where he fights Brainiac. Oh, uh, Unbound. Yeah, and um, what's his name? The, the the kind of pervy guy at the Daily Planet. Um, Lombard. Lombard. I love how Lombard just kind of makes that thing. It's like, oh, well, you know, I, I, he doesn't say it exactly like this, but he almost goes like, oh, I thought he was gay. You know, he got, you know, he's got those bodybuilder muscles, but he hates sports. <laughs> All that <stuff>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always thought that was fucking hilarious. I like how, like, Lumberg is no longer in the live-action movies. Like, oh, you know, he probably got, like, arrested for, like, sexual harassment or something like that. <laughs> I also like that Lumberg one, because that was, like, a completely different one. Because most of the time it's always like, hey, ladies, what's up? You know, he's got, like, his mustache, like, he's fucking Magnum P.I. or something like that. You know, but just he's always, like, this holdover character from the 80s. But, like, in, in the Superman live-action one, I like that they went with those, like, it's like, hey, I'm, I'm Lumberg. What's going on? You, you, well, there's... You, you guys got some pictures, you know? I got camera set up in the woman's restroom. If you if you want to see, well, I got live feed going on right now. Pulls his phone out, just like you might be like that kind of creepster instead. Well, there's that part where he's all like tickets to the game. Like, uh, no, you best go back to the intern pool. Goes to what was like Jenny Olsen at the time. Turns her, and he just has like the most like like you know like please, I need this kind of look. Like tickets to the game. <laughs> like not even like uh, tickets to the game. <laughs> More like a please. I... I need this. I just, I just need touch. <laughs> no. You know what part was fucking hilarious though in this new Superman movie? There's the part where like there's the space shuttle crew up there and everything like that, and it's like you know there's like four people up there. There's a guy. It's like a guy and his wife, and they're like, yeah, you know, fixing the old space shuttle. You know, a good old blue collar job in space. And then they're just like so, and then like. NASA's like, shit, get in that fucking <laughs> cockpit and get out of there. There was a meteorite coming. I really wish we would have noticed this beforehand, but uh, Bob over there was fucking sleeping. We didn't realize he was, but he's been sleeping for the last five hours, so that's why you guys are kind of fucked. <laughs> he was the only guy on camera duty watching space, but um, so on, get in there. And then the guy's like, that's okay, you know what? Superman one time saved me. Yeah, I was up here in space, something happened. Guess what? He was watching the whole time, just like he always does. And then it's like, I was like, he's in the cockpit and everything. And then they're like, oh God, we got to get out of here. We got no time. It's like, no, nah, don't worry. If anything goes wrong, Superman's going to be there. Don't you fucking forget it. I also picture he's just kind of like looks over in the corners like a fucking idol of like Superman, like candles lit and everything. <laughs> in space, dude. Like you don't really even understand how it's all working, but. A lock of his hair, even. Yeah, exactly. Like this big old like altar to worship him by. There's just like a giant like cross of like Superman on it. Or maybe it's like a buddy Christ looking <laughs> Superman. <laughs> you know just this thing is like yep superman all right and then like all of a sudden this meteorite comes by and, like scrapes the ship and then shit starts breaking apart he's like it's okay it's okay superman's gonna be here somebody gets like fucking sucked out of the plane or out of the like spaceship and so on i'd be like that's okay superman will get you don't you worry about it and it's like the meteorite comes in he's like yep superman's coming superman's coming and then just gets hit and like fucking dies and explosions everywhere Do you know i laugh that guy so is? hard who's that supposed to be Cyborg Superman. Was it? Yep. Oh. Because I just never really saw the origin of Cyborg Superman, so that makes total sense now. 
Well, Cyborg Superman, what happened, it was a really random throwaway thing. They had some random issue where there was, like, a ripoff of the Fantastic Four. Like, it was a parody of the Fantastic Four. Just called and... the Four. Fantastic Four. Sorry. Uh, no, it's all good. We just gotta let it out every so often. <laughs> um, just at the dinner table, like, fucking lore is like, so today at, at work, I had the just the Four. Fantastic, Fantastic Four. four. She's like, you done? I'm like, yeah, it just has to be once a day. I just gotta get it out. <laughs> anyway, um, so he, um, what was I saying? There was, he was like basically kind of like a Reed Richards parody. And uh, not like a ripoff character, like a flat out parody of Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. And I think he may, I'm not sure if he was a villain or something. And shit went bad by the end of the issue and he just got sucked into space. Like, oh, I guess we're never seeing him again. And then randomly out of nowhere, that's who... Uh, they needed somebody to be the true identity to be Cyborg Superman. That's who that was. Huh. That's interesting. That's kind of cool then. Yeah. Yeah, so, I never knew that. I just thought that was funny as fuck. It was just so funny. just like, like, yeah, Superman's going to come, boy. I tell you what. I was so optimistic towards this. It, 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 it just made me laugh because it almost made me like almost that like kind of like almost like slap in the face of people that are like heavily religious who like literally just base everything on religion. Like, up. Oh, you know what? I didn't. It's like. Oh, money just randomly came in. Good thing Jesus was there. It's like, no, it's, that's, that's not what did it. Uh, fucking your Uncle Frank came by and said, you fucking cheapskate, here's 300 bucks. Keep it going. I'm not coming back next month. And they just, you know, oh, Jesus did this. Jesus did that. It's like, no, no, no. That's not how it works. Even Jesus will tell she you it's not how it works. came by and dropped off like 300 bucks for me. Yeah, it's just like, it's like, dude, every single time that you get your paycheck, that doesn't mean that Superman brought it. You, you fucking worked in space and you got a paycheck. Do you not understand how, like, super, a job works? <laughs> the super religious scientist that works in space. And <laughs> he's like, oh, well, it's Jesus that got us here. Jesus, how we got into space. <laughs> Jesus is what's making me breathe right now. This is like, God. Hank, <laughs> how, how, don't ask me how this guy is a good enough pilot to get this ship going. I mean, it's not like it's a whole lot. You just have to lay back, put on a seatbelt, push a button, and there he is up there, you know, to... <laughs> It's just one of those things where I love what Joe Rogan said in one of his stand specials. It's like, it's like you know, smartest people that make the smartest people that make the rocket ships aren't the ones that fucking fly him. They get some corn-fed motherfucker, slap a Bible under his arm, strap that bitch to a rocket, and send him up while they run by a, co- a corner and speak German. Oh, I totally have it. That's exactly what that guy was. Shit, that guy was like as religious as you could fucking get in this DCU world. For, su- for Superman. <laughs> yeah, he was just, he was all about the, like the Church of Superman. I feel like he's the kind of guy, I mean, he was, he was Superman rather than like Jesus, but I got a feeling like, you know, he probably would have been the guy like, hey man, let's put on some music. Like, okay, like, oh, did you, oh, fuck, you, you asked him to put on music? What is it? It's just going to be Creed and P.O.D. and Alter Bridge for the next three hours. Exactly. He's just going to listen to his Superman-like rhymes and so on and hymns. <laughs> oh, Superman is just the one who can save us. Hey, Superman is just the one. Oh, I feel you, Superman. I feel it. It's coming into me. He's like, just fucking fly the space shuttle. <laughs> who the fuck put speakers in this thing when we're la- launching off? <laughs> I just love the idea of just like some dude just be like a black like southern church choir like Superman oh Superman he's, revving up their hands shaking wearing a big S on his chest <laughs> he's got the Krypton in him and the guy's just like going crazy on stage he's like he's feeling the Krypton <laughs> <laughs> he, I guess he might even be the next son of Krypton 
Pass the basket around. Go on, pass the basket around. Whatever you got, just donate what do you need, you know? Come on, help the cause. It's all going straight to the Justice League. <laughs> going straight to the Wayne account. <laughs> That's all bat- help this rich right guy. That is totally a Batman thing to do, is to go sit up a bunch of churches that are just literally fronts to get money that's tax-free to pay for the Wayne account that goes into the Justice League account. How do you think we pay for the Watchtower <laughs> Fortress? It's all the churches of Superman that we have. And all the Wonder Woman merchandising. I know, like Wonder Woman brings that up. Like, yeah, we're fucking. That's how. That's how we pay for this shit. Had a good year. Wonder Woman's coming back. Unlike that previous, like eight years ago, when I tried to make a movie. Well, there's like, um, I even like a lot of the small little moments between the characters, like that roundtable discussion they all have. Like, yeah, it's a comical scene, but I think it works. You know, it's not. It doesn't seem out of character for anybody. Yeah, I kind of agree too, because those are always those moments where you kind of wonder where it's gonna get. Where's the goofy line gonna be at? It almost just feels out of place, and it never really happened, you know. Even like the because you know because in this version for some reason Green Lantern and Flash are the funny guys, you know. But they almost have kind of a funny part where they're just sitting there and just like Flash is looking at Batman and he cracks a joke at him. He's like, "Oh, you go, you you have to go to a parent teachers conference." Like Batman showing up there, he's just like joking around, like "Doo doo doo doo, look at me, I'm Batman," Ooh, and stuff like that. And then it's just like Batman just cuts the Batman just staring at him, and he's like, Flash goes back just like, uh. And because the Batman again just staring at him some more. And then comes back and it's like he looks over green lights like, is he still looking at me? Is he still gazing at me? He's holding a piece of paper like block his face. Yeah. It's one of those moments that like it almost feels like that could have been totally out of place, but it somehow, some way it worked. Since there's only one or two of those moments, it pans out alright. Yeah. It's not like it cuts between that and then like Superman just getting like beat into the ground like by fucking Doomsday or something. <laughs> I'll say during the Doomsday fight, Flash had one of the best moments, which is kind of like, I think a total kind of like fanboy moment, which is he grabs Hawkman's mace and he's running really fast, just smashing around like Doomsday for a while. And for a while, it's like, oh, he he's winning. Like, oh, never mind. Yeah. No, that part was really cool, I thought. It was just like, oh, that's neat. We just like kind of grabs his weapon and so on. I like how everybody just keeps putting him like, here, go sit in this dark alley. This You'll be safe here. <laughs> there's like a collection of them. Like, all right, here is beat up Hawkman. Here's beat up Green Lantern. Now beat up Flash. There you go. And I also like when Martian Manhunter's fighting. He's like, at first he's like, ha ha, I am invincible. They can't hit me. And then Batman somehow, somewhat distracts him. And then, or no, he goes after Batman. And then like Martian Manhunter's like, oh, he goes to stop him. And then like Doomsday just bitch slaps fucking like Martian Manhunter back. And he flies into like a like a gas station. And comes out like, no fire. <laughs> Out of all the places I could have landed! <laughs> I will say it's one of those things, because Martian Manhunter is technically stronger than Superman. It's just, of all things, he only has the most obvious weakness possible. <laughs> Fire! It's my weakness! Both well, physically and mentally! Oh, that part just made me laugh and so on. But the cool thing is, like, everybody kind of gets their, you know, their fight in and so on. And then, you know, Wonder Woman has kind of like, I guess she's like the last one almost before Superman shows up finally. Because nobody else comes after that. Mm-hmm. And she has but kind of... Batman, Batman just kind of like, he's just trying Batman to, like, you know, to kind of distract him. <laughs> he's trying to survive, but he's trying to keep him away from the city. And he's almost trying to more like, I could use some fucking help. But he's all at the same time just trying to keep him in the same place. And then from there, that's where he goes and he fights Wonder Woman. And oh, and that's Cyborg scene... too. I forgot about Cyborg. Oh, Cyborg. Yeah, Cyborg. That's right. Um, but no, but the whole scene with, um, when, 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 like, when it's down to Superman and Doomsday, I thought they did a good job of making that 
battle feel really intense and really emotional just because it's the point where Lois knows Superman's about to die and she has no problem willing to die herself. It means like possibly getting him, saving him. So she's like, she knows she can't make it. She knows she can't win. She throws a fucking rock at Doomsday and just keeps throwing rocks and she's just kind of crying knowing I'm about to fucking die here. And then Superman gets up to speed and, uh, does the finishing blow to Doomsday, but at the same time, well, I mean, like before you even get that part too, is uh, Lex Luthor even shows up and actually helps out fighting Doomsday too, which I thought that was just kind of a cool idea. I mean, he's more doing it to be like, I'm Lex Luthor, and then this one they make him like very like <laughs> douchey, like he just like I love how he walks into fucking work and just insults everybody as he's going down the hall. It's like, well, that sounds like a great job to work at. <laughs> well, it's one of those things like I have the greatest minds in the room. That isn't you talking like yeah. somebody. <laughs> That's not that is the wrong like hybrid, hybrid polarity. Open a book. Yeah, it's just like it's so like hey, plus she was like a guy just like starts crying, fucking you just hear a gunshot off in the distance. Oh, we have to hire another one, damn it. Well he didn't care at all. He was just like like cower on your own time when he when they get some guys going to the depths to see what like you know. Oh yeah, because that guy gets scared because of like a shark swims by or whatever, and he's just like now, cower on your own time. I'm Lex Luthor. I have no problems. <laughs> and they all get fucking brutally murdered by fucking Doomsday right there. It's like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I think it's almost kind of like, it's kind of funny, but it almost like makes sense. Because I, I, that's also like an interesting version of Lex Luthor is a guy that really has like no remorse for anybody else. Only everything, he's like super like all about him and his own plan more than anything else. That's always what Lex Luthor's been to some extent, but there's a couple different versions, and I don't I don't hate this Lex Luthor, but my favorite version I have like probably two favorite versions of Lex Luthor. One is the uh, Grant Morrison All Star Superman Lex Luthor, which he is the biggest douche in the room, but he's also this guy who's like working out while coming up with equations to solve cancer. Mm-hmm. He's just like he's like a mad scientist. Yet he's also this guy who he's just on a whole other level of genius. But on top of that, he still works out a lot. And he's all like, I work for everything I have. I'm just not some asshole in a suit. I work for everything. And then you get Clancy Brown, Superman, uh, Clancy Brown, Lex Luthor from the animated series, which that to me is kind of not as mad scientist, more of a business savvy guy, but still, you know, same thing. He's just dry. He's just driven to be the best kind of human possible. He's like, why are we relying on fucking freaks and monsters when we have it in us ourselves? And that path that, that takes him. That's what is interesting. That's what's interesting to me about Lex Luthor. And that's the same end goal for this version, but this version is a lot more of the kind of douchier, smarmier one to some extent. Yeah, well, this, this one's like to the most extreme you can go. I think that that's what it is. Where, but he has a little bit more compassion, I think, in some of the other versions. You know what I mean? I mean, he's still Lex Luthor. He still, you know, wants... And he, he's almost the thing. He's like, he wants to be the... He's the pinnacle of man, is what I always think about Lex Luthor is. He's really like the strongest man, the smartest man, the most skilled man. Like, he tries to be the best that he can possibly be by far. And he almost has that kind of mindset of like, hey, if I can achieve it, why can't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of what I think about uh, the Grant Morrison one. I think that really sums up his character a lot. And Scott Snyder wrote a very interesting Lex Luthor in his book with Jim Lee, Unchained. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh... Now, this, not, this isn't a bad Lex Luthor. This, this film's kind of like Lex Luthor by the numbers, kind of, more than anything else. But um, 
the rest of this movie, it's pretty much just a straightforward, you know, Superman having an identity crisis, trying to figure out where he's going in life, and then here comes uh, the uh, Doomsday at the very end. That being said, though, I understand well, why they didn't too, do like, it. That was part was fucking hilarious. It's like when they have that roundtable meeting and stuff, and they'd be like, Iris is like, yo, or Flash all like, yo, me and Iris are getting married this weekend. Who's coming by? And Green Lantern's like, fucking, let's get some beers. And he looks at Batman, he's like, well, I'll get milk for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then it's just that part where it's like, I, I, this part I don't know why, just like the idea of like Superman asking fucking Flash for fucking like, like romance advice. Be like, so Flash, you, you told Irish who you are? He's like, yeah, dude, get fucking married. What? You haven't told, told Lois yet? Like, shit, just whip your dick out and just say, like, yo, I'm Superman. What up? So I did. Went down and said, yo, Flash, what up? I slapped her with it real quick. She didn't even know the soaks moved so quick. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I'm slapping you right now and you don't even know it either. <laughs> you slapped Hawkman in the face, too. I gotta be careful, though. Those your be- Those- he looks like he's about ready to bite it next time. And you know those hawk teeth. <laughs> it's like a bird beat coming down at you. I know Batman has a contingency plan if I did such a thing, so... I do. It's contingency 538. The scary part, too, is he also has a case in his trophy room for it. Like he's been preparing <laughs> for that moment. It's just a tube-shaped trophy. He just says, The Flash. He just looks at me like, you know what's going in there. <laughs> no, um... Uh, so the whole thing, it's gonna go right between the big penny and the giant T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, well, the, 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 I was actually, I was going to say I was, uh, well, going back to Flash, I think that was because I like that because that, that, that whole part with where he's kind of asking Flash about um, relationship advice, because that's the thing. Flash is the family man, mm-hmm. and he may seem kind of like the dope, like who runs fast, but then you realize, oh, wait, he's the likable guy that everybody gets along with, where... Everybody kind of has their own little, like, you know, specialties and their own quirks and abilities, but everybody likes Flash, and everybody gets along with Flash, regardless of anything else. So, the fact that they, uh, you know, kind of gave him a moment to actually give some relationship advice, I thought that was actually kind of a good character-building moment for him. I will say, I think I know what you're going to... I think you know what I'm going to mention here. Um, Regarding, if you're doing Death of Superman, and if you don't do it, I understand, but... I was really hoping for the scene with Mitchell, the shitty 90s kid from the comic. Because the thing about that is, <laughs> this isn't so much about... Because Death of Superman was more of like Dan Jurgen saying, You ungrateful little fucks! You don't know how good you have it! Don't you wish there was a fucking Superman? You know what? I'm just gonna fucking kill him. This is you in the fucking book. You've been an ungrateful little edgelordly piece of shit who doesn't realize how fucking lucky he is. Fuck you! This is you, audience. That was Mitchell. Yeah. And this isn't about Superman being out of date or out of touch with society. This is about um, just him personally. But still, so I understand why that's not there. I still would have just loved to see that, though. <laughs> There's no soda, Mom. <clears throat> what the fuck? No wonder Dad left. I could see the whole, do an hour and 20 minute movie that just has that Mitchell kid, like, in it doing his whole thing with, like, Superman in the background fighting somebody. Just like, just take that whole beginning part of Death of Superman and just turn that into its own animated like adaptation. Yeah, just that idea, that kid. I just, I just thought how ridiculously nice the mom is. Hello, this, like Mitchell, is that you? No, it's Axel in the gang. <laughs> Who do you think? 
stupid fucking bitch. <laughs> it's just so funny because like I never hear anybody else ever bring that up, but that is my biggest takeaway from the Death of Superman book. It's I, I picture the like the Mitchell kid way more than I even picture like what even happens in that book. You know what I mean? Like that was like if I would have probably read that book in 1993 or whatever, like that would have been my first thing. Be like, dude, look at this Mitchell kid in here. Like, <laughs> like yeah, but Superman just died. I'm like, well, yeah, but look at the Mitchell kid in here. Like, what? <laughs> this is hilarious. So so fucking stupid, so fucking douchey. It's, it's like, and like how Superman's fighting right Doomsday, right in the middle of their fucking, right in the middle of their fucking like uh, kitchen. kitchen, and he's all like, whatever. And then the part where it's like he's ruining, hey, he's ruining our house. What the fuck? And then like Doomsday like punches Superman. He doesn't even move. He's like, and the mom's like, oh my gosh, son, did you see that? Superman just took a punch and didn't even phase him. He's like, Spud forgot to duck. Fuck that kid. I, I, I'd be fine if they just Mitchell just died. I feel like the closest thing we had to Mitchell was just a dumbass kid who was just like, I'm playing my fucking off-brand Game Boy. And like the kid... It looked like he had like a Neo Geo pocket. Like I was like, where the, who the fuck drew that? I think it was just like ambiguous video game system. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. I, that part was so funny because like, then like, the kid like runs after it and stuff like that, and then like Superman goes to grab him. I really think instead of this moment where Superman's like hugs him and takes like this sweet time to be like, get the fuck out of here, just run, don't look, just keep going. It's like seriously, you don't want to stop and have a hug when there's this monster like on the other side just destroying shit. I mean, I get what they're going yeah, for, but it's like almost like once that's more like those moments like get out of here and go. I feel that's more of a Batman thing to say though, I guess, but. What if what if at that part where like he's he doesn't give the kid the, the toy back? It's like no, it's mine now. I saved you. He takes off, <laughs> just like slides it like in his crotch. Be like, like no, nope. go on, get it, get it. <laughs> I was gonna say he slides into his trunks, but I'm like, oh yeah, in this suit, man, he's not wearing trunks. He's not wearing the trunks no more. People are very adamant, like, bring the trunks back! Bring the trunks back! Like, is that really the defining factor of fucking Superman or Batman or whoever? But whatever. It sounds weird, but I feel it's that weird thing that I feel like they look better with the trunks on. It just gives a little bit more definitive, or like, a, I guess like a more balanced looking, like, uniform, I think. It's one of those ones, like, it's not necessary, but it's just, I feel like it adds just that little bit of extra, like, layer that's like, why not just have it back? I mean, I get it, they took it away for a little bit, but it's like, yeah, just bring it back, why not? Why not? It doesn't bother me really either way, because it's one of those things, like, I'm used to seeing the characters with them, but if they're not there, I'm not going to question it, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, Batman, it's one of those things, like, we always, uh, well, people listening can't see i see you're wearing the black batman the bl- uh, batman shirt uh-huh. it's black it has the yellow logo on it like from michael keaton that's the thing suit wasn't black for a long time but the movie just made it black like how are we gonna do this i don't know let's just make it fucking black all right cool so well yeah that's true with batman it's because the movie's always never had it so you almost got kind of used to it that up way. until up until uh batman v superman he was always just black or this one is just like, oh no, they have the gray and the black. It's more spandex-ish. Yeah, exactly. So there's that kind of stuff going on too. But um, yeah, it's yeah, it's not like it's necessary. But I feel like I don't know, maybe in like for I'll say for Batman, not as much. I feel Superman does look better when he's got the trunks on. It just makes his outfit like pop a little bit more. I guess because it's just all blue and they got the red and the, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Some of those things never never bother me either way. But yeah, no, this one was um. Definitely a good movie, but it ends on the aspect of they're doing a two-parter. This is the death of Superman. I'm wondering if the next one... I'm guessing it's going to be a two-parter. It's probably going to be... Because they have like three or four post-credit sequences. They have 
Superboy mm-hmm. copping out of the test tube, and then they got um, they got Steel for a minute, uh-huh. and then they got Cyborg Superman coming in from space at the very end. Yeah, I thought that was just really cool. It's like because that was a I will say that's about the only kind of little bit bummer to like the Superman the Doomsday the first DCU movie <clears throat> is that overall it's a great movie and everything like that, but it is kind of like the rush version, so you don't really get this you know Steel Cyborg Superman and Superboy or any of that stuff. It's just there's like the one kind of clone of Superman who's kind of like all those things, I guess, kind of thrown together, and that's about it, you know? And I mean, for a solid an hour and 20-minute long movie, it it works, you know what I mean? I'm not complaining. I still like that one a lot. But it is kind of cool that they're actually throwing these characters in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's like one more guy, I think, I think it was Maverick or whatever his name is. He's a guy who's like on the edgy Superman. He was like a guy with like sunglasses or something like that. He was like the dark, brooding... And I think that's who was bringing up the, um, the, uh, I think his name was Maverick. I'm trying to remember. Um, or the Eradicator. That's oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because it does show that part when, like, yeah, when Superman kind of, like, wakes up or whatever, and they don't know if it's Superman or not, but, you know, that kind of thing. I think it's the, I think, well, they show, they show the ship get up, and the ship flies away, and they see someone flying in the sky, like, is that fucking Superman? I think what that is, I think that's the Eradicator, but the ship got him and took him back to the Fortress of Solitude. I think that's what it is. Because the Eradicator, I want to say, I want to say he's a bad guy by the end of it. But yeah, because you had like Cyborg Superman who was just like, I'm the new fucking Superman. Fuck y'all. And then at the last minute, he goes like, ah, he was like he's kind of like the edgelord guy. And then as time goes on, he's like, oh, no, he's a bad guy. He just wanted to take his place. Yeah. And then uh, Steel, I always think, is the coolest character out of all those ones, too. Like, that's a character that I'm surprised they they don't use Steel very often. No, I like Steel. I think he's a good character. And um, of of, of the replacements, the four replacements, he's definitely my favorite. Uh, Cyborg Superman, I like. Eradicator, I don't really know that much about. Um, Superboy, he's one of those characters that's like, as time went on, he's okay. But, I mean, this Superboy is just like... Whatever, man. I'm my own man. I mean, I'm 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 not Superboy. I'm a Metropolis kid. I'm just gonna be. I, I have my own identity. Why are you wearing this fucking shield? Fuck you. I'm I'm gonna be what I want. See, I got the circular Ozzy Osbourne sunglasses on. You know, like a very '90s character. Yeah, pretty That's much. You see my haircut? Like it's my own thing, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, me and Mitchell were hanging out the other day. <laughs> that's how Superboy feels like. See, it feels like Mitchell would be like, "Oh shit, that's my," he's like, "That's my jam up there." Is, is fucking Superboy? You see, Superboy, it's one of those things. Like Superman is lame, but Superboy is cool because you know we could like relate, you know. And on top of that, you know, he likes Megadeth. I like Megadeth. He likes Public Enemy. I like Public Enemy. He likes he Married likes with Children. Ices. I like Married with Children. You know, we both like want to bang Christina Applegate. It's just, it's just a thing we got, you know. We both like want like you know um, bootleg Bart Simpson T-shirts. <laughs> we both like you know like we, we dress up like Beavis and Butthead just like on the weekends. It's just kind of it's who we are, man. Never could have done that with when he's regular Superman. Downtime, we don't just sit there and watch. You know, downtime, he'll just sit there and watch, like, you know, videos and, like, just do the Beavis and Butthead thing, you know. Sometimes we mix it up. I'm usually Butthead, but sometimes he'll be, like, Beavis. We like to mix it up, though, you know. <laughs> like, it's like, he just gets, he's, he's almost, like, like pretty much, like, the guy who's like, you know, Superman's gonna save us. Yep, Superman. Gotta, gotta have your faith. That's what Mitchell's like. Yeah, Cyborg, you know. Not Cyborg, Superman. I mean, like, yeah, Superboy, you know. 
He's almost telling his friends at school, like, yeah, you know, the other day me and Super were hanging out. And they're like, yeah, fucking right. No, he is, he is. Like, like what, you sucking yeah, his dick? Like, come... <laughs> You're like, no, what's fucking sucking? We ain't fucking gay. This is 90s. <laughs> so I mean, you get very defensive at that point. I don't know, man. You have a lot of hair. That's a lot to grab onto. Like, shut up! No, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I oiled up his hair the other night, but the stuff because we're going clubbing. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we were just watching. <laughs> just he, he, he tried to crash like TRL on MTV the other day. You know, couldn't let him in because he said like they want the real Superman. We're like, fuck you! And then he just like ripped the VJ in half and took off. Yeah, the, the camera wasn't rolling. We were in the clear. Yeah, it was okay. We peed on the tape. You know, we're fucking rebels. <laughs> <laughs> Superboy went up and just took a shit on the desk. That's who he is. That's how he rolls. It's like Gigi Allen. <laughs> Just like make this shitty, shitty Superman like boy character even more. Just a fucking shitty, like bad parented super kid. That's just a combination right there. You think like a super villain with all super, with all Superboy with all Superman's abilities is bad just a fucking shitty 16 year old who just hasn't gotten laid yet who doesn't have a job and just wants to like why is everything gotta be so fucking hard why is it like oh no pent up rage yeah no I mean that's what all that's what Akira is totally about so yeah, yeah exactly and then you know killing your friends and you know turning to a giant monster at the end <clears throat> we've all been there at some point or we knew someone that did that. Yeah. yeah. And then we had to go stop them, you know, and get out of our motorcycles. In this case, it was a bicycle. Yeah. But yeah. Or I guess in, uh, a low, in a fucking Mitchell's case, it's a skateboard. You know, he's like, <laughs> yeah, me and Superboy, we're going down to the Bob Burnquist, like, skating special, you know. Booking X Games. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is right when X Games is starting to get popular right here. I guess. Yeah, probably about that. I would say like the later 90s, but it probably started off in the early 90s. It's just that kind of thing you just didn't notice about until about Tony Hawk fucking came out and so on like that. But but no, this movie was totally awesome, I thought. Overall, I was pretty darn impressed with something that I felt like... Because most ones, if you ask me like in a poll, be like, hey, if we're making another Death to Superman movie, I'd be like, why? Like, make another one. You know, make anything else. I, I would That's how I probably would have answered that. But seeing it, it's like, oh, no, they, they did a really good job. And then actually seeing what might come next, I think it might be kind of worth worth it in the long run, too. Came out well. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, this is probably, as far as the DC Universe movies goes, it's probably mid-range. But mid-range is not bad for these guys. No. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, it was a very solid one. I mean, like, as well as one's, like, I mean, granted, I'll buy it on Blu-ray the second it comes out, mainly because, one, I got for the collection. But, no, it's just a good movie all in all. And plus special features and seeing what else comes out, but... Yeah, it's one of those ones. Once it finally comes out easily in access, grab this movie, support it, support your DCU, and get those good times going. Um, I don't, they seem to be fucking coming out these movies like every like two to three months. So it's like I don't know what's next, but I guess Teen I Titans. There's a delay. There's a del- what? The Teen Titans like movie. Oh, that one's going to theaters. Yeah, it's going to theaters. But I mean, like that's it's an animated movie. It is from you know DC. Is that one in theaters already? I know it comes out in July. Oh, no, that comes in July at some point. No, if that was out in theaters already, I would have saw it. But yeah. That's one I, I gotta, like, take a nephew to go see that. I just can't go see, like, a Teen Titans Go movie by myself. Just find some kid on the street and be like, Hey, Billy, you wanna go see a, a movie? I'm buying. Get, 
Okay, get in the van. You, you like Coca-Cola? No? Well, we'll get you a Sprite then. How's that sound? Huh? You like Sprite there, champ? I like how this is your version of me. That's awesome. <laughs> You're like, you like comic books? Got a whole collection of comics. You want to come on over and see them? Got a comfy bed you can sit on and read them? <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> it just starts going. You're like, you, like, you like toys? So do I. You want to? I like massages. I like what massages. <laughs> you know, after a hard day's of work, boy, do I love a massage. <laughs> Just like, hey, you, what are you doing? Talking you can to go with this girl? one. You can go ahead and you you can ride this one out. I'll let you come up with the end, the punchline. <laughs> You're like, well, you know, you, you know, little Billy, uh, Teen Titans goes playing, and I could really use a a little chap to go in there and see it with. You want you, you want to be that one? Chap. Well, I am an old chap, a young chap. <laughs> You want to be the Robin to my Batman? <laughs> That's the reason, like, I'm a Marvel kid. Like, oh, get the get fuck, the fuck out. out of here, you fucking... You ain't being drafted by one. Get the fuck out! Get out! Go! Go, you so dirty Marvel sour, lord. Real bad. <laughs> oh. Take your fucking Iron Man with you. He's like, Thor 3 was the best! Oh, you would fucking say that. <laughs> Stupid little ungrateful fuck. <laughs> there you go. Hey there, little Susie. Want to go see a go see a movie? <laughs> let me let me get back into the face. Here we go. <laughs> uh, um, body posture. Here we go. You, you like movies? You, you like popcorn, there, Susie? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. This is getting very uncomfortable. <laughs> You're the one that said you need a, a little an infant to, or not an infant, but like a child. Not an infant. A fucking nephew. <laughs> relation to <laughs> hey can i borrow your infant i want to go see teen titans go I don't want to and not be judged weird, yeah. may i borrow this <laughs> i thought that's why i pictured it when you said you needed a kid to go see it with i thought you're gonna go draft some kid into a war <laughs> come swing down like the middle of the fucking night like you, you just got drafted into a war <laughs> of the cinemas just draft this kid just force him to come with me <laughs> Just keep no, going, gotta, dri- driving have, up and down the fucking like elementary school block. Like one of them's gonna have to go get lunch at some point. <laughs> Just a fucking net. No, no, no. It's okay. I'm taking them to movies. That's all good. You know, it's educational. You know, how kids like movies. <laughs> it's a cartoon. Yeah, well, see- <laughs> Does this make it better or worse? <laughs> It's actually a cartoon that's really hated by a lot of people from our generation, but I'm kind of curious because it's DC. Yeah, but I'll see anything DC. But I need a boy I mean, and or girl to go see this. I'm not picking. Yeah, you know. I mean, I take a dog, but they don't allow dogs in the theater, so that was kind of ruled out. I'll say this going 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 to Teen Titans Go for a second. It's one of those shows that my my youngest nephew would watch, and I watch it every so often with him. And that show is really hit or miss. If you have an episode that kind of is really focusing on, like, DC lore and DC characters, I mean, throughout each episode, they'll just have all these weird little random Easter eggs regarding, like, oh, I know my comics, and oh, I know the movies, so just, it's sprinkled with just references everywhere. Mm -hmm. But, like, in every shot, just about. But they have those episodes where where I kind of see why people don't like it, because it is really loud and very obnoxious, but then there are episodes like, okay, that was actually kind of clever, that was actually pretty funny, and it's self-aware about what it is. So the show with me itself, just from what I've seen watching with my nephew, it's kind of like half and half. Like, half of it is funny, half of it, not for me. 
That being said, though, I noticed that original like Teen Titans fans are very, very against it. And what I have to say to that is it's one of those things where, I don't know. I mean, people from high school <clears throat> liked it, but I'm going to say probably more people in middle school and younger probably more bigger fans of Teen Titans because I'm just thinking like, to me, Teen Titans, like, the, like well, the, now, now it's your turn to get all frustrated and get all like shitty and bent out of shape about something. Because for me, Teen Titans was like, what's this shit? Why do you have you say you have a Teen Titans show, but it's not like the Justice League. It's not like this other ones. It's just doing this anime thing. What the fuck is this? So now it's just like, you know, it's like, oh, it's not for me, but whatever. And now it's like those guys are getting really bent out of shape. Like, oh no, we I've been through this before. Teen Titans was this for me. Yeah. So. I mean, like I always like Teen Titans, but <clears throat> it it is kind of like if you compare it to Justice League, it is like a step down. Like, you know what I mean? As far as like the quality and seriousness of it, you know? And this heck, I look, it's like, it's, you know, Teen Titans Go, it's like, it's a different take. Like, I don't know why people keep, like, trying to refer to it back to, that's literally like somebody watching fucking Batman the Brave and the Bold and being like, it's not Batman the Animated Series. Well, no fucking shit, it's not Batman the Animated Series. It's something different. Mm -hmm. You know? And, yeah, and the thing is, I'm not trying to say if you don't like the show, you're a dumbass. I'm not saying that at all. Because I, I get if someone doesn't like the show, I totally get why. And I'm not even a huge fan of it. I've just seen a couple episodes that were really funny. And a couple episodes are just like, eh, whatever. Um, the thing is, it's just like people just get so... I notice it's usually younger people, like in their late teens, early 20s, who really grew up with it. Mm -hmm. Where I know people in our generation liked Teen Titans, but it was still like not really aimed at us. Yeah, we were still so, we were a tad bit older than who its target audience was. So it's one of those things where I'm kind of like, even though I think Just League Unlimited may have been going on at the time, I was kind of like, whatever, I want my Batman animated series, I want my Just League Unlimited, I don't want this fucking shit. And I saw a couple episodes, like, alright, it's not that bad, but it's, you know, not my preference. And then, so now those guys are all mad, like, it doesn't capture the spirit of Teen Titans! Like, yeah, well, you know, Teen Titans wasn't as good as this shit over here, so. <laughs> it's kind of like, now you know how, now you know, like, it's one of those things, like, how do I put this? Now it's like, well, now it's your turn to get all pissed off when they reboot your shit. That's kind of how I feel. It's just uh, And then you know, when you finally cycle. get older, then you realize you can kind of accept everything for what it sort of is and then really end up enjoying it. Where you can watch, mm -hmm. like, because <clears throat> that's how I felt like when X-Men Evolution came out. I was like, not my X-Men. And then when I went and watched it, like, a year ago, finally, the whole thing, it's like, I don't know. It's, I'll say this as the thing goes on. It's about almost as good as the other X-Men show. It's pretty fucking good. You know, mm -hmm. and it's like same with like TM the Ninja Turtles, the second show. Like that when that show came out too, it was like, nope, not my Ninja Turtles. But then you kinda of watch it later and you're like, I think it's actually better. Just saying, you know. Probably. So it's one of those ones like it's best never to put down other people's shows or just different variations of it. Because who knows? Maybe you might like it more. Maybe it will be almost as good. Maybe it will be on par. You mm -hmm. just never know. But the thing to go is go into it with an open mind and just say, Fuck it, let's see what happens. Yeah. But, yeah, till then, check out um, Death of Superman. And we'll look forward to Teen Titans, I guess, next for our DC, our DC-ness. But other than that, go to old... Or, or, or Dark Knight's Metal, possibly. The animated one? Dark Knight's Metal? They're making an animated one of that? No, I'm just talking about if we want to talk about oh, DC Oh, I, I thought we were talking, about, we're talking about anime stuff. I'm like, shit, they're big job with them. That's <laughs> the book just came out. Let's go make a fucking movie about it. That's probably three to four years from now. Yeah, I was just saying that seems that seems like that'd be a little bit of a ways off. But um, other than that, though, go check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, comics, movies, animations, and more. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. 
And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. We'll see you some other time. Later, folks. Thanks again for listening to the Old Man Orange podcast. Be sure to check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, comics, animations, videos, and a whole lot more. You can easily support the show by buying something from one of our Amazon links on the website or in the show's description itself. doesn't cost you a penny, but every single thing you buy from there just by using that link to take you to Amazon helps us out a bit. You can also really help the show out, though, by spreading the word the good old-fashioned way and rate and review us on all the sites that you find this podcast. Anything from iTunes to Podbean to Newgrounds, YouTube, you name it, any little bit helps. Give a sub and share it to your friends, family, any jamoke you see out on the street, you let them know about Old Man Orange Podcast. Be sure to check out the Old Man Orange comic book, Pizza Boys, on both Amazon and Comixology. Till then... We'll see you some other time.